Hello, Insiders, and a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. This is Inside Track host Bruce Ash and my co-host, Ed Wilkinson, coming to you live from the modern KVOI broadcast complex here in Tucson, Arizona, on this America's Freedom Edition of Inside Track. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We have another action-packed show for you today. After the first break, GOP candidate for Congressional District 7, Luis Pozzolo, joins us to discuss his campaign challenges uh, in the double COVID-ridden, overweight thug, Democratic Socialist, maybe just Socialist, Raul Grijalva. In the fall midterms, Luis has a very uh, compelling personal story and will make a number of uh, make a great member of Congress committed to truly representing everybody in CD7, not just the illegal immigrants and the drug cartels. In the second half of today's show, Inside Track friend, frequent contributor, and NRA first vice president chair, or first vice president, uh, Willis Lee joins us from the Great Outdoor Show to give us an NRA update and discuss 2A issues of the day. Before we get rolling, let me mention that Inside Track is brought to you by these great supporters, Eric Rudin at Essential Pest Control, Jamie and Gary Kipper from Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus, Joy and Allie at Corazon Cabinets, cabinets for your home that you will love, and my Inside, inside Track co-host. I always managed to butcher something. That's okay. Uh, uh, my Inside Track co-host, Ed Wilkinson from Wilkinson Wealth Management. These are all locally owned, family-run businesses you can depend upon. Eb and I do, so should you. Before we go to our first break and greet Republican candidate for Congress, Luis Pasolo, let's go to the weekend rundown. One-time Democrat, would-be Democrat socialist candidate for president, Trump hater, and love child of CNN, MSNBC, and the DNC, Michael Avenetti was convicted this week of stealing over $300,000 from retired stripper and sex worker Stormy Daniels. Now, this comes in addition to stealing tens of millions of dollars from other clients and tax evasion. This guy's like the triple threat. He'll make a great Democrat socialist presidential candidate once he gets, gets out of jail, uh, maybe like 2047 or so. Queen Elizabeth is celebrating her 70th anniversary of her coronation in 1952. Long live the Queen. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. Southwest Airlines will bring alcohol service back to most flights starting February 16th. Ending nearly two years of dry operations. But a union representing the flight attendant says it is outraged by a move that could exacerbate unruly behavior from passengers. Speaking of unruly behavior, after the University of Arizona Wildcats crushed UCLA 76-66 to Thursday night at McHale Center, Bruins redshirt fres- freshman Mac Etienne was seen spitting on fans as the team left the court at the end of the game. He was arrested by the U of A police. Throw the book at this bum. My uh, uh, nephew uh, also was at the game, sitting very close by, in addition to the out burst at the end of the game when the UCLA team went in for their halftime. Uh, he spit on fans at that time as well. Speaking of basketball, my high school alma mater, Catalina Trojans, lost to Palo Verde last night, 76-14. to 14. Yes, you heard that right. At the Catalina gym before a crowd of little over 100 fans, mostly from Palo Verde. 
The boys are 0-12 this year. They lost to Sabino a couple of weeks ago, 76 to nothing. My son Mike and I attended the, the game last night along with a few other alums, including the great Ray Lindstrom. Thanks, Ray. If you are a Catalina alum, I hope you'll join me and Mike and Ray uh, for the home season finale this Tuesday against Push Ridge Christian to support the boys. The record certainly does not uh, show it, but these kids played hard all game and never gave up. They simply were way, way overmatched. The quarantine totalitarian CCP Winter Olympics started earlier this week. Except for maybe the curling competition as a protest to the communist thug organizers, I hope you won't watch these sad games. Send a loud message from America. We abhor the CCP's racism and their oppressive hegemonic autocracy. China's unspoken Olympics theme this year, we're here, get used to it. Speaking of thugs, a church service in Perth, Australia, was interrupted by an Aussie COVID policeman barging into the Catholic Church, checking for mask wear. The incident was shared to Facebook by a parishioner who wrote, A policeman allowed himself in, strutting up the aisle, demanding correct mask behavior and checking exemptions. Where have we seen this uh, sort of thing before in history? And how is it? that the normally freedom-loving Aussies have been reduced to accepting this sort of totalitarian-like control by what has almost evolved into a police state there. And as long as we're talking about totalitarian oppression abroad, we see the same sort of COVID panic behavior right here in the Tucson area in the Vail School District, where a middle school student and her parents are treated as pariah by the school district and Pima County Health Department, who apparently can't recognize the difference between a young kid with a migraine headache versus COVID. Thanks go out to our friend Chris King for bringing the matter into the public eye. What in the world has happened to this formerly prestigious district? The latest installment in the Jackass movie series, Jackass Forever. That sounds like a great movie to see. Hit the theaters this week to great reviews and huge audiences, both young and old. Are Jackass juvenile pranks and painful stunts a much-needed tonic to pandemic porn and the mask police? Perhaps so. This past week, Warner Media fired CNN executive Jeff Zucker for an inappropriate relationship with a company executive. The boss of CNN's new parent company, Discovery Plus, David Zaslav, said on Friday that the network was the leader in news to the left. But his communications team soon scrambled to walk back the frank admission, insisting he was not talking about politics. Yeah, right. CSM, uh, CNN nighttime audiences have fallen way below pathetic, which fits their pathetic hosts and their twisted version of the news. Finally, and most sadly for NFL fans, the greatest quarterback and perhaps the greatest American football player of all time, Tom Brady, retired earlier this week. He quit after a season where he led the league uh, in most quarterback categories. He joins others like Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and Ted Williams, who arguably were the greatest of all time in their own professional sports leagues. 
That's a rundown for the week. Mr. Producer, let's take our first break and hear from some of our great supporters. When we return, GOP candidate for Congress, Luis Pasolo, joins us. He is a very compelling candidate that you have to hear from. And later we'll hear from NRA First Vice President Willis Lee, who follows after the bottom of the hour break for an in-depth visit. You're listening to Inside Track. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm proud to welcome my good friends at Tucson Iron and Metal Retail to Inside Track as an advertiser. Jamie Kipper and her staff are conservation experts. They sell round and square steel tubing, metal plate and roofing materials, as well as new and used steel, aluminum, and stainless steel to ranchers, artists, interior designers, roofers, and do-it-yourselfers, just like all of the listeners here. Tucson Iron and Metal Retail is open Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., and Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon. Tucson Iron and Steel Retail, 701 East 36th Street. Call 520-209-1576 or go to tucsonironretail.com. And when you do call, mention this ad and receive an additional 10% discount on their already great prices. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science. You mean you don't use a shoe? No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Wouldn't it be great if political leaders could create that country again? Learn how to do exactly that, one family at a time. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, of Wilkinson Wealth Management at 777-1911-WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com. Welcome back to Inside Track. Bruce is here. Eb's here. Continuing our service to present as many Republican candidates as possible in the upcoming 22 election. I'm very pleased to introduce to our Inside Track listeners here and around the world, for those of you listening on the web, GOP candidate for Congress and CD7, Luis Pasola. Welcome to Inside Track. Oh, thank you. A pleasure to be here. Uh, you know, I heard you on Christy Simone's show uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, you you may be just the, the, the antidote for Raul Grijalva, that Southern Arizona, and the nation, frankly, uh, the antidote for Raul Grijalva that we've been hoping for for such a long time. Uh, why did you decide to run for Congress, Luis? You could have started... You could have continued doing your business, which you're very successful at. Why have you decided to put that aside to run for Congress? Uh, well, you know, I became a citizen of this country in 2012, and I pledged allegiance to this country. Uh, this country gave me a reborn um, rights, but obligations too. I think this is a time where you were in the crosshairs uh, between stay as a free nation or became a socialist nation. And I already suffered that. And I'm very concerned what is happening. So I decided to come on, you know, on board into the political world, even when I'm not a politician. And, you know, my experience, uh, my passion for this country is going to, you know, make the difference. So talk about the the road, the path that you and your wife led 
coming to America in 2003, your, your wife, Karen? Well, uh, you know, we came uh, after my father died and uh, the, the country uh, I was born uh, started moving into into a socialist uh, banana republic. Um, it was very hard to live there. The unions were uh, very tough. I was I have a federal job in a bank. It's, it's very, it, it was very hard. Um, so we came to America. We had the chance to, to be here legally. Um, a child said, you know... Said, and you came here because you were able to prove uh, that you were a, a political asylee, correct? Yes, yes, that, that's, a, that's the way I came, yes, a political asylee. And you did not sneak across the border? No, sir, came on a plane. Uh, tell us about your father, Luis, because uh, uh, you, you come from a family uh, that has lived public service, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. I'm very proud of my father. Um, he's one of the few honest politicians I know. Um, you know, it's an example. It's an example in my life. It's a guide in my life. Um, and it's a very powerful man that started from nothing, you know, became a powerful man for, for the people. He always worked for the people. He didn't work for the, you know, for the lobbies or the cartels like Raul does. Uh, he was a guy who really was dedicated to the people. Um, and, you know, he, I honor his, uh, you know, his life doing this too, you know. So your father, when, when, when he was buried, came back to his hometown. Um, his friends said that he came back with clean hands. What does that mean? And what does that mean to you? It means everything. Um, uh, that was a very powerful statement from the people. It was more than 30,000 people. And, and when, uh, you know, the last minute before we bury him, you know, a senator was talking and, and he, he said, well, we bring him back to his town. And the people say, yeah, everybody raise their hands and, and they say with the hands clean. So, you know, 45 years of service, you know, in every position from Congress to the presidency of the country. And you can come back to your people, um, the people he served, and they see you as, a, you know, exactly what you are. He was a very honest guy, never cared about money. He was caring about his service and the people. And you come to this office that you seek with clean hands yourself. When you came to America, you were working in a, in a very low-level job. You were a dishwasher, mm -hmm. and you've raised yourself with, with all kinds of various positions. Tell us about your your rise to where you're at today and, and, and your life. Um you know, the, the opportunity is there. This is a land of opportunity. And, and people sometimes take lightly what the American dream means. Um, and the American dream is a lie. When you have a guy like me, with was over 30 years old, and I lost, I'm going to be, you know, a shadow, you know, you know a, in another country, you know, different language. And, you know, uh, being a Latino, uh, brown Latino in, in America, and, uh, you know, the, you had that idea that you're going to be here and be a second-class citizen. And I was far away from, from the truth. And this is a country that gave me a reborn, a country that gave me everything. I start, but, you know, uh, success is very it's hard. You need to work, be very dedicated, and, and, and work hard. And uh, that's what they brought me to where I am, you know, be very disciplined, hard work, and uh, the opportunities are there. So you come to this country... You start at the bottom. You work your way up. You call yourself a brown Latino. How much active discrimination have you experienced? Um, I live in three different states. I was telling Bruce uh, earlier that uh, I have a. Uh, I start from nothing in a, working in the railroad uh, in Kentucky. So basically, sixty percent of the employees are hillbillies from Eastern Kentucky. 
Um, that's that where a, my mom's at. Yeah, that's a safe. I was a safety manager there. Um, you know, walking the roads. You know, the railroads uh, around America and different states. Uh, I was in Texas. Uh, I was here. I have two businesses in you know um, areas where it's a lot of white people that live there. Um, I don't. I, I never been discriminated. And yet, there's people out there that say you cannot come to this country as a Latino or Latina and make it because everything is against you. And you cannot come to this country without being discriminated. And there's no way you can ever rise to any sort of prominence whatsoever. And you prove them wrong. Absolutely. And to that people that, you know, probably they are listening the same. You see, you know, Casio Cortez and Omar with these rhetorics, uh, Raul Grijalva too. Uh, I would tell them the best thing you can do is don't listen to these people. And that's what I did to be successful. I didn't listen to the people that told me, are you going to open a a business in Fountain Hills where 97% of the people are white? Uh, You will never succeed in Arizona. You're a Latino. Arizona is racist. Um, Same thing happened in Kentucky. You've never been a manager in a manager position in in this company. They've never been one guy. And I was a guy who proved it wrong. Uh, and that's example uh, for that's a message I want to give to the new generations, to the new people, uh, that you know the possibility is there. Take all that uh, away. Don't think about that. Those are the people that want to keep you in the position you are. They want you to don't succeed. That's the reason they are telling you success is there. The American dream is alive. I'm proof of that. So. Um, if- <laughs> You can't see Luis here in in the studio. I do recommend that you go to his website uh, and tell us your website. It's uh, LuisForCongress.com. Yeah, and that's P-O-L-U-I-S, uh, the word for? or The, the number four. For Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in addition to being a successful small business owner, Luis is a triathlete, having completed five Ironman competitions. He's wow. an avid hunter and a defender of Second Amendment. Um, it... it it is amazing that you have embraced uh, your American uh, life the way you have. I mean, not just with, with you know, being in business and 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 you know your your economics, but I mean, you've embraced it, you know, as as a full as a full human, you know, being involved in in these kinds of races. I mean, uh, I just think that's incredible. Yeah, uh, you know, I did the Ironman not only for the physical part. Uh, when I came to America, I was a heavy smoker. Um, and I was drinking, not not hard, but I was drinking. So uh, trying to take my life back on the physical side, but the emotional, uh, spiritual side of the Ironman, um, you know, that is that make you a fighter. You need to be a fighter to to be an Ironman, not only to com- to finish a competition, to train for nine, ten, eleven months. You know, where some days you are sitting your bike for eight hours, you're running, you know, for four, five hours, you're swimming for two, three hours, and you repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. You learn about discipline. You, you learn about, uh, you know, fight and fight hard. Find from your spirit when you, you're down, you need to find that strength to keep going. And the so, Iron Man gave me that. So your district is very large, over spread out over huge swaths of southern Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day you're in Cochise County, the next day you're in Yuma County, the next day you're up in Maricopa County, you're in Pima County. Um, that discipline that you discussed, very important. Um, I... I I want to talk, I want to get back to clean hands. Mm-hmm. Which your father was in politics for so long, and his friends understood that when he died, he still had his hands clean. The other part of being a successful politician, as you and I have talked about before, is being ready to get your knuckles bloody. 
this is going to be a tough uh, election mm-hmm. in the general election, and and his his Republican contenders have dropped out. Uh, seeing Luis in action, they dropped out because they didn't believe that they had a chance uh, to defeat this man. Um, Raul Grajava is, suddenly has now opened up offices all over the district, which he never did before. Uh, he sees you as being a real threat mm-hmm. uh, to him. Um, are you prepared to fight to get your knuckles dirty, to, to get your knuckles bloody in order to beat this man? My logo tells you that, a champion for Arizona, champion fight. I'm a champion, I'm a fighter, and I'm fighting for the people of Arizona. The Southern Arizona deserve better than this. So let's go to a couple of things that I have an interest in. So you say you're a hunter. What do you hunt? A deer. Okay. Uh, what kind of rifle? I have AR-15s. I have almost scenes. Uh, oh, yeah. hang on. You just said AR-15, that black evil gun? Yeah, I build them. I love to build them, too. I learned that in America, too. Now... When you were in Uruguay, how much hunting was there there? Oh, it's, it's impossible. You know, ma- basically the only rifle you can have there is a twenty-two. Wow. Yeah. And yet you've got the most in the guns. You've got the AR-15s that you've oh, yeah. built. AK-47. AK-47s. You know, yeah. SKS. Yeah. So I guess it's fair to say that you're strong on the Second Amendment. Oh, I am a Second Amendment guy. Yes. Okay. I came from a country where the, uh, you know gun control, uh, you know, was a. Uh, all over the place and you know your criminality wasn't in the highs all the time and you didn't have a way to protect yourself so the proof that you know uh, gun control doesn't work is uh, going into south america and drive around go to mexico gun control doesn't work the cartels keep buying guns anyways okay so then one of the things that we ask all people who come here that are seeking office is the stated purpose of government is uh, protected people. That's protected ding, people. Ding, 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 ding. From the government. From the government, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And you you know that on a personal basis. Mm-hmm. Your father fought for it. You had to leave yep. your homeland because of it. Yep. And 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 you've you've seen that here. Yeah, Thomas, Thomas Jefferson said, when the government does things that you cannot do, this is tyranny. And that's what is happening. You see what is happening in this country now. That's the reason I'm running uh, like I said, uh, the, this seat, uh, you know, Congress is very special in America. You have 435 people that before were hardworking people with great ideas. They went three, three months uh, every year to Washington to take, you know, decisions on budget and what they're going to do with the country and come back to work. I'm not there for, like Raul Grijalva, for a salary. I'm not there for power. I'm not there for publicity. I already have all that. I was born in, into that. Uh, and I live a very humble life. Uh, but I want to help the other people. I want to protect the people from the government, exactly, you know. Mm. Um, let's let's talk about one of the myths about Raul Grajava. He has billed himself as being a Latino. He's not a Latino, is he? No, he's not. He's a, he's a Native American, and we respect him as a one, you know, 5% major, uh, minority here in, in the district. You know, so the natives are 5%. Uh, this is la- the first time in 20 years that the 64% Latinos in this district have the chance to send a real Latino, a real immigrant to Congress. And as opposed to Raul Grajava, who doesn't meet with the people very much, you've been walking yourself door to door to door. What are you hearing from people? in the district? Uh, first of all, they, for the last 20 years, I've never seen uh, somebody running for Congress in their, in their front door. They, they, they thought nobody cared about them. 
um, and you know the enthusiasm is there. People love uh, to have me there, and uh, um, uh, like I said, I'm being all over the place. I go all over the place, and um, I'm not saying no to any meeting. It can be two people, it can be a hundred people. I'm going to because you need to be able to understand the people understand their needs to represent them because this seat is a people's seat it's not Raul Grijalva's, it's not the Democratic or Republican Party seat, it's a people's seat So what are your top three priorities when you assume that seat? Uh, border security, law enforcement and economics, bring, bring uh, you know, reality to the budget you know, we need a balanced budget, we need to stop uh, you know, borrowing money, we need to stop spending crazy money, uh, we need to really secure the border. The education system is the future of this country. And where, where are you on the masking? Oh, I'm, I'm against uh, mandatory masking. I never wear a mask myself. Okay. So secure the border. The border, ever since January 20th, has been an absolute disaster. We've got multitudes of people coming over right now. We've, we had tw over 20,000 people go through, like, the, the Red Roof Inn and, you know, undocumented illegal immigrants refusing to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. You've got people like AOC saying you must wear a mask. And yet she goes down to Florida and gets around with not wearing a yeah. mask, you know? So with securing the border, where are When you say secure the border, what do you mean by that? Well, secure the border means that we need to bring border security. Basically we need to be able to control who comes into this country. Uh, you know, that, that's the number one key. And a lot of people ask me, because I'm an immigrant, what do you think about immigration? I said, well, let's secure the border first. You cannot talk about immigration and, you know, have the same mistake we made in the past uh, where you pass, you know, immigration laws or reforms uh, before you secure the border. Uh, you have, you know, uh, 60,000 people dying by fentanyl uh, every year. You have thousands of people coming here. Uh, a lot of people are, are dying. So basically you have a Vietnam war every year just on the fentanyl. That is, it passed through the border and the, the specific areas where Raul Grijalva fight to keep those areas open. They just found thousands of fentanyl pills at the Lukeville station. And, and you're a little low on your numbers, the people that are dying. It, it's upwards of 90,000 oh, wow. people. Now to put that in perspective, that's two 737s of people crashing and every week. Wow. And yet, Congress is doing absolutely nothing about that at all. Well, in fact, your your opponent in the general election, Mr. Grijalva, has done has has put up every barrier he can uh, along the Tehotham, uh, Odom uh, area where the border uh, between U.S. and Mexico is to prevent uh, the inflow of, of uh, illegals coming to this country and drugs coming to this country and slave labor coming into this country. Um, what would you do differently from Raul Grijalva to make sure that that area is is blocked off effectively so that we 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 can control our borders and, and recreate our sovereignty? Uh, Congress have the, the ability to sign new treaties with the tribes. So that's one of the things Congress can do for you. And I think that's the first road to talk with the, talk with the Native Americans about the situation. And the second ones you have, and it can be like a Trump style, let's talk with Mexico and build it on their side. Uh, so, so the stay in Mexico policy. The stay in Mexico policy. Whether being and, processed and verified and vetted and what have you. And, and work with Mexico uh, to build, the, you know, if you're going to build a wall in, in, in the native land, maybe Mexico 
is willing to work with America to build a wall on their side. You know what? You are the first politician I've ever I've ever heard, much less spoken with, who has ever said the kind of common sense uh, ideas that you've just talked about in the last two minutes. Okay. I think that's I think that's a a hell of a testament to your to your uh, candidacy uh, in CD seven, Louise. Thank you. Important. Uh, so let's talk about let's talk about small business. You're a small businessman. Yes. Um, and you t- you've been talking with tons of small business people all across Southern Arizona. Mm-hmm. What's the thing that you hear from them most, and what would you do to try to help them uh, if you're elected to Congress? You know, the, the economic systems, uh, they're built on trust. Uh, when, the econ- when the economics are not there, it's because the trust is not there. People doesn't trust this administration. They don't trust, you know, the decisions are taken. Uh, gas prices, energy uh, prices high on the high, that's against any small or big business. It's against, you know, the, it really hurts. Uh, I have seen prices on my industry that I've never seen before. And... Uh, everybody's hurting. Even even the big retailers are hurting. Uh, you know, chain of cost. You know, they they're not able to move product from one place to another one. It costs more money to move it. Uh, labor is not there because the government is paying people to stay home. Uh, I cannot find people to work. So I'm working seven days a week. Sometimes, like yesterday, with you know one of the persons that worked for us, uh, he wasn't there. We finished 11 p.m. with my wife working mm-hmm. um, uh, by ourselves, and that's a seven days a uh, seven days a week. So the small businesses are really hurting. Everything you know, especially when you're small, you really don't have a lot of play, right? You know, you, you're gonna say, well, I can close for the next six months. You know, the, the, some of these small businesses are living month to month, week to week. Right. And, uh, you know, the rise on, 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 you know, on goods, the rise on the energy and, and gas is really hurting everybody. Yeah, so unlike Raul Grijalva, you've actually signed the front of the paychecks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my own too. <laughs> <laughs> so so one, one, one last question uh, for you. And uh, we sense that there's going to be um, a Republican cascade in this election where Republicans may be running the U.S. House of Representatives. Raul Grijalva is not going to be in the majority. What does that mean to the sorts of representation that you would bring to the new CD7 if you're elected, using the majority? Well, uh, basically, we can pass a lot of bills that will help Southern Arizona. And we really need to bring... Uh, this is a very depressed, economic depressed area, not because... Uh, it's just the press, and that's how the way the Grijalva see it is because we have the wrong government. As you see, Southern Arizona is controlled by Democratic for the by the Democratic Democratic Party, and especially radicals like Raúl Grijalva and Regina Romero. So we need to take you know uh, back the house. We are going to have the house back, and now we are going to have the power to pass bills to help Southern Arizona. Luis Posolo running for Congress on the Republican uh, ticket in the 2022 uh, uh, primary. Uh, Luis, we've covered tons of important topics today. How do our listeners find out more about you? Uh, They can go to my website, uh, luis4congress.com, luis4congress.com. Thanks for joining us, Luis. You are welcome back anytime. Keep working hard. Uh, you know, get uh, get your tires uh, replaced here soon. Uh, you're going to be doing a lot of driving between now and November. Oh, for sure. Thank you for the opportunity. All right. Good Thank seeing you. you. All right, Mr. Producer, let's take our bottom of the hour break. Uh, it's a little uh, over over uh, overdue. Uh, when we return, 
Uh, NRA First Vice President Willis Lee joins us, and you don't want to miss a thing of what he has to say either. You're listening to Inside Track. We'll be right back. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. A lot of the, the cities and the counties around have initiatives for artists. I think we're one of the premier artist suppliers for steel. First Saturday of every month, you can come down early and actually go through the scrapyard across the street. It's seven acres of metal. You can walk through with our people and pick out what you want. It's always interesting to see what the artists have done. We've done uh, actually a couple projects with the U of A engineering department and music department where the engineering music students came down together. They had to pick something out of the scrap and uh, they had to build an instrument. And we have one of those in front of the plant. Some really cool things come out of the scrap. Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Call 209-1579. Stop by the yard. 701 East 36th Street. Open Monday through Saturday. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science. You mean you don't use a shoe? No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. This is Eb Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management. I don't ever want you to be dependent on government ever again. I want you to become financially independent. You will never, ever have to depend on socialist security for your survival. We are here to guide you to financial independence. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911-WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com. Welcome back to Inside Track. Our guest for the balance of the show today is personal friend, decorated U.S. Army warrior, friend of the show, conservative Republican, an absolute supporter of your constitutional rights, and the first vice president of the National Rifle Association, Willis Lee. Welcome back, Willis. It's good to be back with both you and Bruce. Happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year. Hey, you're at the Great Outdoor Show. Tell us what's happening at uh, this year's show and... Uh, what's going on big there? Deb, thanks. This is absolutely incredible. You know, with the Great American Outdoor Show, NRA took it over in 2014, and we built it into the largest outdoor show in the world. Well, this year, of all years, we didn't know what to expect in terms of people showing up. When the doors opened today, the line out the front door was down the block and around the building. Folks have been pouring into the Pennsylvania Farm Center. It's been a great show. The vendors, all 900, 1,000 vendors, are loving wow. the traffic that's coming through. It's just been incredible. So we are very pleased. So apparently they're not afraid to get close to people. This All of this virus trying to scare America, it isn't working on our folks. I don't know how, I, how I've how i missed getting to the show. And, I, and really, after hearing uh, uh, an interview you gave us a couple of years back when you were at the show, I really should have gone there. It is just an amazing uh, uh, get-together, and you sent me a text with a video this morning of, uh, of a retriever uh, leaping into the water. Uh, I guess, you know, the contest that sometimes you see on TV. Uh, what, kind of, what kind of contest do they have going on there besides the, uh, the water test? 
Well, this is, you know, obviously I'm a gun guy. I'm with the NRA. But when I come to the Great American Outdoor Show, I want to see the dog dogs. And it's an organization that yeah. holds competition with dogs. One, to see how far retrievers, see how far they can jump. <laughs> and other, another competition to see how high they can jump. Well, they have pros and amateurs. So the pros are, are just incredible, the dogs and what the dogs can do. But it's equally fun to watch the amateurs. The people who have trained their own dogs and just bring them maybe out to a lake or whatever. Uh, so it is just a lot of fun, and I enjoy it every year. That is that's great. Hey, um, what um, you travel a lot for the NRA? How many days a year do you think you'll be traveling on behalf of the NRA? Well, I haven't added up this year yet, but I'll just give you an example. This in the month of uh, or this current month, I'll be home for a total of three days. Uh, Your wife's happy year. about that. You know, it seems to work when I'm home longer. She starts wondering when my next trip's going to take place. It's a perfect, just, it's like John Adams and Abigail Adams. You know, oh they, my God. They, they had a successful, happy marriage because he was away for so long. <laughs> well, well, we are doing what we want to do, and that's to, uh, continuing to defend freedom and bring freedom to America. So that works. But we just, uh, a day and a half ago, I left Salt Lake City at the RNC meeting where they had some important business that was done at the Republicans. We attend that, the NRA has a team attend that, to make sure that the GOP is always keeping the Second Amendment top of mind. Then we fly to Pennsylvania. We opened our show with a ribbon cutting last night. We had the doors open on the show itself today. Uh, so it's just great time, and it's constant travel, as you can imagine. So, uh, Willis, the last time I saw you, uh, I was also introduced to a wonderful guy by the name of Lee Ector. Talk about Lee and what he does. Uh, Rick Ector's in Detroit. He's the fire oh, Rick NRA, yeah, Rick. NRA firearms instructor uh, and happens to be African-American. And because of that, and what he saw, uh, not only has he been mugged at gunpoint, but he saw a lot of women in Detroit you know, being being held up, being mugged, carjacked. So he started a firearms training program. And once a year, he offers free to the attendee firearm safety and training instruction, but he gathers through donations from manufacturers all the ammunition. He gets the gun stores to donate the firearms. He brings in friends and other folks who want to participate as range safety officers or trainers, all in administration. It's grown from a first year, six years ago, of 50 women who showed up to this past year, 2,000 women he trained in two days over a weekend in firearm safety and basic firearms training. Just incredible, incredible program. That has to terrify the Democrats. Uh, And bad guys. Yeah, obviously that's not why we do it, but it is to empower the women, to let the women know there is an equalizer out there, that you don't have to be defenseless. You don't have to. uh, This is the common sense Democrat stuff of gun control, take away all the guns. Well, common sense to me is being able to defend yourself from a rapist, from a murderer, from a burglar. My, and that's what these women get to learn. Yeah, my late wife was a family practice doctor, Democrat, and a concealed carry uh, weapons person. She always carried. And it was because she said it'll never, ever happen to her again, you know, getting abused. And and that's why what we're doing is so important. And I, I'll tell you, as much as everybody wants to, the left wants to poo-poo and dismiss the NRA, we had a great year last year. We crushed our national shooting championships, even though all the virus is going on. We had five new constitutional carry states across the nation. We had a great argument. We may talk about this before SCOTUS, and we expect a good decision from the Supreme Court this summer. We got rid of a really terrible ATF nominee that Biden had put forward. 
Uh, and in spite of that, and all the attacks from the New York governor, former governor, New York AG, we are going strong, and uh, we won elections in Virginia. So uh, we had a good year last year, and we're looking forward to that in 2022. The left wants to say that the NRA is in decline or the NRA is dead. It's actually anything but that. And in fact, getting back to, to females in this country, uh, probably the greatest increase in the number of uh, gun owners and probably in our uh, NRA um, membership is with female uh, members, isn't it? NRA membership, but also across the board. You're absolutely right, Bruce. The first time firearms owners in this past two years, number 13 point, about 13.8 million and 40% in 2021 and 45% in 2020, or sorry, 2020, 2021 were, were females. Most of that is brought on. I'd love to take credit for that from the NRA, but we're not doing that. The liberals are doing that. The leftists are doing that by having crime in their cities, releasing criminals out of jail, not prosecuting criminals. The left is bringing this on, and Americans feel the need to be able to defend themselves. I don't believe it's out of fear. I feel it's rational behavior to be prepared to defend yourself and your family. How many states are constitutional carry right now? Do you know? We have 21 states that are constitutional carry. And all by all but eight are you know, mandatory, in effect, shall issue states. If somebody asks for a concealed carry permit, as an example, they must be granted it unless they have a reason not to, i.e. maybe they're a felon. We- there are eight states that are not. They are may issue states. And that is, in effect, the case before the Supreme right, Court that right. they heard in October. They'll judge on in June. So with the way things are going, as much as we may want universal reciprocity... It looks like we're getting it right now, state by state. Which obviously, heck, I'm a Republican also, and I just prefer to do this at state level. So that works, but you're absolutely right. We would like reciprocity, though, uh, in the long run, because it makes it a lot easier to understand when you cross state lines or going from one city to another, uh, that the rules will apply evenly across the board. But in the meantime, you're right. We're looking at at least three, maybe four, and even five more Constitution carry states this year. And Georgia we're excited about that because it's freedom. And Georgia Governor uh, Brian Kemp, I think, has just announced his support for constitutional carry, hasn't he? You know, that was another one. I joined uh, Governor Kemp at a press conference at the start of the year before the board meeting where I saw you, Ab. And so we've been traveling a lot. But in that press conference, I was there to announce Atlanta as the recipient of the National Rifle Association annual meeting in 2025. Governor Kemp was there, though, to announce his strong support and his call to the legislature to this year pass constitutional carry. And it is moving through the legislature now. That's great. Hey, uh, Willis, we've got a caller, Len. Len, go ahead. You're on the you're on the air with First Vice President Willis Lee. And Charles, hang on. Len, Len, first Len, of all, thank you for taking my call. Hey, Len, what's up? Okay. Hi, Willis. Thank you uh, very much for your service. And I want to ask you a uh, two-part question. Um, I live in the Midwest, and I'm kind of the guy that represents, uh, for lack of better description, Joe Sixpack, who is a, uh avid sportsman. And uh, i got to tell you, uh, lately, it's uh, in terms of what I hear from the NRA has been, you know, practically radio silence. And uh, talking with some of my other buddies, I'm, I'm kind of uh, curious to know, you know, what are you guys doing for us lately? 
and that that's part one of my question. And part two is, um, you know, it's a two-way street. What can we be doing to help you guys? Great question, Len. Go ahead, Wells. Absolutely, but let, let, let me, and I'll give you an example now. I'll say, I don't know what state you're in, but I'll give you an example. We focus Illinois. Heavily, okay, for Illinois. We focus heavily to get rid of Chipman as a head of ATF, which would have been disastrous for all of us uh, on the states that counted. And those were the senators who were going to make that vote happen for us. So in particular, Maine, West Virginia, that was our focus. So if you're in Illinois, you're not going to see that traffic. And I'll tell you, coming up, 2022 elections, where all of us can help get out the vote, support our candidates, that's going to be crucial. But as an example, if you're in Texas, you're not going to see as much NRA mail, messaging, texting, uh, commercials as as you will in states where we've got a lot of contested elections. So on that side, though, we, in the past year, what have we done? We trained over a million Americans in firearm safety and training. Our women on target programs and refuse to be a victim training are huge. Eddie Eagle now in this past year passed 33 million children who have been presented with that program. Uh, so across the board, and you heard some of our other successes with the constitutional carry states and other legislation that we've either killed or supported at state level. It's been busy but the focus has been on those states where we need it most. So, Lynn, I hope that addresses both of those and where we can go forward. Lynn, do you have a follow-up? I, I do, and um, I hear what you're saying, Willis, but i got to tell you, uh, being in a, in a blue state here, um, it's almost forbidden to even say the word gun or firearm. And, you know, we're, we were hoping we would see more support from the NRA uh for our candidates who are uh, pro-Second Amendment and uh, also to help them to get their message out. And, and quite frankly, uh, we feel a little bit like stepchildren. Thanks, Len. You Thank want to reply, okay. Willis? Yeah, and, and I appreciate that, Len. Uh, I, obviously, I don't see it that way, and I think there are a lot of sports gone into there, and there will be major, huge shotgun championships in Illinois this summer. Uh, and but we've made some impact. But the bottom line is, you are right, Len. It matters a lot on who we elect. You'll notice if you follow any of my messaging that, obviously, in Chicago, people are going to get what they elect. They've got to change that around. For your governor, you've got to change that around. We can help to an extent. We can help get out the vote. But folks on the ground are going to have to push that through. I agree with that. And we have gun activists and uh, gun, um, gun rights supporter Charles Heather on the line. Charles, go ahead. Yes, I do so athletically. Um, the uh, I want to tell Len, look up the Illinois State Rifle and Pistol Association. Richard Pearson there is a phenomenal guy. And join up with ISRPA if you're already not in terms of uh, the Chicago area. Uh, two questions I have. One is about reciprocity and one is about co cooperations, with, uh, cooperation with pro-rights unaffiliated groups with NRA. First, uh, national reciprocity. If there is a national reciprocity law, would it not be the case, Willis, that we might have to bend a little bit and uh, accept more things from people like New York and New Jersey in order to get reciprocity? Then, in other words, would we be giving something up for national reciprocity if the law were to be national in scope? And I have a follow-up. Yeah, well, to that one, Charles, first of all, thanks for your note about uh, Illinois State Rifle and Pistol, That's and, and Richard Pearson is. A great operator there yep. on the ground. No, I'm uh, well. Look, 
You know, the whole catch with, with the hypothetical of national response is we don't know what the bill would look like. It got passed through the House when we had the House two, three years ago, four years ago. But we don't know what a bill would look like now. Our expectation, especially looking forward towards this decision at Supreme Court, would be a much more favorable discussion for us. But again, that entails getting it through the Senate and the House. And it's a function of who we send to Washington. If we send either weak Second Amendment folks or or absolutely anti-Second Amendment folks to Washington, we're not going to get a good product. What we need are not just solid Republicans, not just solid Second Amendment people, but folks who will fight for us. Right. Okay, second item. NRA has kind of a long history of not, I mean, not being anti, but being not playing well with unaffiliated groups. I'm specifically talking about the CDLs around the country. There's not a strong, I mean, there's great, there's great communication on, you know, the gun leaders list. And NRA does a beautiful job of communicating with all these groups quietly and behind the scenes. But there's not always a lot of overt support for any organization that is an NRA. And I get it. You know, it's a brand, and you got to keep the brand untarnished, and we're the ones. We're number one. But by the same token, there's so much more, so many more boots on the ground at the state level than there ever can be at the federal level. What, if anything, can be done, or maybe correct my, my vision about being more, about being more um, interactive with the CDLs around the country, the Citizens Defense Leagues. There's 14, and there's a nascent one in Texas. And there's other, there's other groups like Goal in Massachusetts that are not affiliated with NRA, but that are, are strong RKBA advocates. Thanks, what Charles. And to listen to that? Charles tomorrow on his uh, shows, American Armed and Free and um, Liberty Watch. Liberty Watch. Watch. Yep, and, Amer- and, uh, and Swap American Shop. Fabric. Yeah. All right. All right. See you. Uh, I'll listen on the air. Thank you. Willis? Yeah. Yeah, Charles, thanks. I, I don't I, and I would think anybody will ever argue against the fact that anything can be better. But I'll tell you, as an example, I'm a member of my uh, local CDL, and the goal president, uh, or perhaps former president now, is a member of our board of directors. So there's a lot of interaction on those. A lot of times we work together, depending on the issues, because different states and locales have different issues. But I totally agree. There's a lot of effort at the grassroots level, and that's been our focus. That's always been our focus, and that's why actually we all have that strength together because the 5 million members of the NRA actually get out and campaign, and we're seeing the Citizens Defense Leagues do the same thing. They'll do their lobby days. They'll talk to their legislators, and that's important. The the difference between state and federal level, everything that happens at the state level gets pushed to the federal level. I'm talking in terms of getting folks elected. So all of that's important, and I I can't fault you on that or disagree with you, Charles. Thanks, Charles. And, and Willis, uh, we have a very short period of time remaining. Two and a half minutes. So just real quickly, uh, give, me, give me some information. We have one of the most incredible resources really close by Arizona. It's the Whittington Center. It's, a th- it's this unbelievable treasure that hardly anybody knows about. Can you talk about it? I can. Look, I, and I, I get out to the Whittington Center several times a day. There's 33,000 acres of God's country, and it's beautiful. We've got shooting ranges, we've got camping areas, opportunities to shoot a lot of competitions. But if folks don't know, it's a gem that the NRA has uh, that our members and non-members get to use. So by all means, it's near Raton, New Mexico. So it's in the top uh, northeast corner of New Mexico, and it is just beautiful countryside out there. 
I, Bruce, we got time for. I want to get one more thing in. Absolutely, here. go ahead. Before we're done, look for all your folks. This is this is always important, and we need the right people on the board of directors. I'm up for election for the board of directors this year, and I'd love to have the support of your listeners. It's important we get the right people there. You gave some of my bio. There's always more, but we got to get people there. So if they would follow me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. But more important for this call, for all your folks, if you're looking for info, membership, or to find a trainer, go to nra.org. For all of this legal stuff you hear about the NRA is going through, go to nralegalfacts.org, and they'll get a ton of information right there. Well, there's lots of stuff we weren't able to get to today, uh, such as the NRA Civil Rights Defense Fund. The uh, museum. The, the museum and NRA Legal Facts. Uh, but I am so thrilled that you had an opportunity to join us. Have a great time at the outdoor show. Willis Lee, first vice chair or first vice president of the NRA and great defender of Second Amendment freedoms. Thanks for joining us today. You guys have a great day. Thanks for Thank you again, on. Willis. I'm going back right. to the show. All right. He's a great man. He stands up for the Constitution and America's freedoms, and Eb and I consider Willis a great friend and a patriot. That's all the time we have for today's show. Uh, Eb and I hope you've enjoyed our visits with Luis Pasolo, what GOP a great guy. candidate for what Congress. A great guy. And our great friend Willis Lee from the NRA. Hey, did you know that Inside Track shows are also podcasted on uh, not just uh, the KVOI website, but on Apple Podcasts? Check us out. Over 100 Inside Track episodes are there at Apple Podcasts. Until next week, for Inside Track, this is Bruce Ash. And Eb Wilkinson. Thanking you for listening in today and wishing you all a very good afternoon. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. What other kind of customers do you have? So our Tucson? biggest customers are actually like ranchers and yeah. people from outside of the Tucson area. They're buying a lot of square tubing. They're buying a lot of stuff for their ranch to close off fences. We'll sell anything from 10 feet to 10,000 feet to somebody that comes in because we have new steel and surplus steel from steel mills. The reason we're able to get such good pricing on some of this stuff is A, we sell scrap to the mill. So uh, we have a relationship there and then we can buy material, what they're making, bringing it back. And so we save on freight and we have relationships for years with them. So I think that's really our niche market. We'll sell whatever you need. Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Call 209-1579. Stop by the yard, 701 East 36th Street. Open Monday through Saturday. This is Eb Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management. As the new year begins, many things change, but one thing remains the same. People worry about inflation, but it's just a process. Manage your wealth and you manage that process. We use the baby steps. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911-WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com. 